everybody, and good morning. Welcome to the first official fall edition of the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Stephanie March, and it is a gorgeous oh, yeah. day, people. This Saturday is going to be a top five Saturday. We are just, I don't know, when I saw you today, I was like, Stephanie March, this is your day. This like, is you my day. Love a good, crisp, cool, fall, apple cidery, yep, yummy, soup, chili, oh, pumpkin dip kind yeah. of day. This whole week has just like the way that it kicked off and the crispness in the air is like, that's because here's the deal. It's about flip flops and sweatshirts. Like it's got to be warm <laughs> enough to still wear your flip flops, but you got to be able to put on and yes, and for people at home, you are wearing a scarf. I am wearing a scarf. It's a very Halloween scarf it's that kind of matches scarf. your coffee cup. Yeah, well, I love orange. You know what's you know what's funny about that? Yeah. We're working on kind of digressing, but we're working on a logo for a Weekly Dish to kind of get away a little bit from the My Talk Hot Pink, mm-hmm. and maybe have an updated photo. I don't know. We have one. We took one like a year ago that yeah. they still aren't using. But in any case. I was like, orange, kind of hot colors. I didn't realize you like orange as much as I do. I know. You always say, like, well, orange is my color. I'm like, yeah, it's, I know. <laughs> Am we're, I we're co-opting your color or um, are we just I don't the know. Same? I don't know if we've molded <laughs> into things. Sometimes you take my top two an hour two. Oh! Sometimes you, it just happens. I just think it happens. The funny part about, so what we do when we prep for the show is we have a Google document and we each sort of put things on the document and then... I think a lot of times what Stephanie has put on the document is mine. And then I was aware that I was doing that. So now I'm like sensitive to it. So you had a whole segment that I thought was mine again this week. And then I was like looking at it. I was like, wait, no, I know I read those things, but I don't think those were the things I wanted to talk about. <laughs> so I almost co-opted your segment oh, again. My God. But I didn't. I love it. Well, we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about cooking for the cool weather and also for... You know, the change in schedules, because all of a sudden life is different, like massively different. Even if I feel like even if you don't have kids in school, it's like everything just kind of shifts. It's different. Yeah. Because we I mean, my daughter's 20 now who just, by the way, she got an apartment. Yay. Yay. And thank God I was telling Steph, like we just moved a couple of years ago. So I didn't think I had anything that I could contribute to said apartment. But I went through my house and like put together shopping stuff on the dining room table, stuff she could take. I have a whole table full of stuff, like yeah. pillows and lamps and dishes. And I was like, that I don't even care about when it's gone. Yeah. It was kind of funny. But I think when you do move, you still, there's that fringe. There's that like maybe 10% that you're like, well, maybe I'll use it. Maybe. I'll, and then you have to live where you live for a little while because I'm one year officially in my, you know, my little house now. And I, I was like, oh God, let's get a truck here. Let, let's move some stuff yeah, out. Let's and the get rid stuff of it. that you evaluated when you moved, but you still have it, but haven't used it. You're like, oh yeah, well, I haven't even used this since we moved. So that's gone. Yeah. Bye. Yeah, there's a lot of that. I cannot give up my scan pan, though. I have two of them. I have a like kind of personal size one and then a little bit bigger one. But you haven't used them? But you I can't. use them. Oh, then why would you? Because I have two. Oh. So I'm like, maybe you I should, should take give one up her. North. I, I have, oh, I have so many. <laughs> I, up north, I have so many cast iron pans oh, that we use up use there. Them. And it's fine. But at home, Kurt goes, why would you give her one of your scan pans? She can buy her own. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is don't give them too much in a weird way. You know, I mean, they're literally... Is the that, rent is enough yeah, and I, they're I stipend. Think, you know, they talk about the lawnmower parents. Have you heard about this new term? 
No, I'm sure I was one though. Well, the the helicopter parents are the things that you know the the parents who are kind of always hovering and trying to make sure everything is. Well, the lawnmower parents are the parents who mow down the obstacles before the kids even get to them, so that they don't have to struggle ever. Okay, I feel like I could have for sure been there, but I'm telling you this time, I was parent of the year. You were very good. I was reading this thing that my friend gave me every day about detachment and how like being in the uncertainty is the magic of where life is and where it will come together. But you have to be in that uncertainty without judgment or anxiety or angst, which is not my strength. Right. So every day I was reading that. I'd ask her periodically, like, hey, have you found somewhere to live? No, not yet. School started on Tuesday. She went to school Wednesday, Thursday. And she called. She's like, Mom, I think I have a place. I was like, yes. Very good. Yes. Very good. And I witnessed you being that parent. So I am very proud of you. We did have to have the talk, though, me and the hub. Like, what if she has to live at home? Yeah. Like, what if? Well, where? I mean, it's not like you're going to put her in the street. No, but we were just like, how, you know, this is a kid that makes her own rules Loves to cook, which is great, but it's a problem when I don't want her in my clean kitchen messing it up. Do you have that issue with your kids? Um, I think that when you have adult kids, so I've had multiple, you know, I have like adult kids across the board, except for the 15 year old. And it's like they come home and they've come home in the middle of college or they come home, you know, this, a couple have moved back in, you know, after college for like a certain amount of time and then moved out again. And the difference is, is that once you once they're gone, you start to get used to people with little kids don't even you can't even fathom this, but you start to get that life in your own patterns back where you're serving yourself and not them. Yeah. And so then you come Kind of it, it kind of like you know kind of gets into a rhythm and then they come back and the rhythm is disturbed but it's weirder because they're adults and so they also don't want the thing that goes with serving your kids is also being able to tell them what to do and how to do it right and then when they're adults that doesn't work no and so then it becomes you're fighting with like a roommate but that was your kid and that is the weird thing nobody in our age bracket wants like a random roommate. And that's <laughs> no, what you get. Don't. You get someone who is like a roommate who showed up and then like, it's like as if you had a border in the house, but then that border lives intimately with you. Who and, always leaves the fan yes, vent on yes. of the stove, which I should be happy she even vents the stove. I was going to say, that's kind of a magical thing. An issue thing. for that for a while. But, but that is it. And that's, you know, that's again, those patterns. Everything is like, we get into these weird rhythms, I think, in life. And that's what, like September for me is always this like fresh start. It's yes. a fresh start. It's almost like your year, even though like the kids year starts, but then it's kind of like your year starts. Too. I think so too. I feel a lot yeah. more like back at the exercising the two weeks of the fair. I, I barely ran. I mean, I don't even think I did well, run if I was totally honest. We so walked I, a lot. I wish Liz, I didn't do the Fitbit thing because I was a little terrified, next year. but next year for sure. Yeah. Uh, next year. I have a spare for you too. I have like one that I never use. So we'll just plug it in next year. We'll give it to you for two weeks. That's really See funny. all of the steps. Speaking spare. of the fair, yeah. you had like a big celebrity moment this right. morning. Yeah. If you guys didn't, if you guys didn't catch it on the Today Show this morning, it's aired at 6.45 a.m. Uh, there was Harry Smith. There's the segment that I took Harry Smith around the fair and it, they called it his culinary adventure around the fair. And it was a really nice, you know, it was a really nice little segment and he really loved it and he showcased a lot of things. And is he as cute and grandpa-ly and nice man as he appears? Yeah, he really was. He was, he was, I mean, and I've, you know, there's a lot of celebrities I've met in my lifetime and I'm totally not one of those fangirl things, but I was watching people fangirl on him (laughs) and he was so 
nice. He was so, he took patient photos with everybody. He just did this lovely. He was just like every time someone's like, "Can I get a photo with you?" He's like, "Absolutely." Do people recognize him? They did. Yeah, they did. And I, part of it is like, and it's shock. It was a little surprising to me because he had the baseball cap on, and you know, it's not like that we were logoed or anything. But he's been around for a long time, and he used to he's be on, attractive too. He used to be on CBS, and now he's on NBC, and. People just loved him. Yeah, so, I think he's older man attractive. Yeah. I hope my husband looks like him when he's his age. He kind of does. I kind of thought about I, it, Kurt. He does a little. A little I, bit I'm attracted was, to that yeah. round tortoiseshell glasses, sort of the balder or short hair yeah. head. Yeah. Tall, yeah. six feet. And I think, you know, I think that it was. Did I just like make you uncomfortable in your workspace that I had sexual thoughts about Harry Smith? You always do. <laughs> You make you uncomfortable for 11 years. No, you talk about things that my mother has raised me not to talk about in public. Oh, (laughs) your mother, whose name is not Carol. Carol, but who her best friend is Carol. Okay. I know. Who is in Wales right now. And it's funny to tell you that I will be in Wales. Yes. In a couple of weeks. And I'm very worried about the language. Well, uh, really? Because they don't have vowels there, so that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, Nurkin fucking Bergen. Maybe that's those are my people. <laughs> they make Bergen. up words. I love that. Oh my god, we have so much to talk about. We do, and it's not like we weren't just together for <laughs> twelve days you at guys, the fair. I was going to say the weird day. part is sitting in this tiny room with you because, like, <laughs> we have been at this expansive place. We broadcast our podcast on a stick went really well. Thank you all for sending us little love notes saying how much you enjoyed it and how fun it was. It was fun for us, super fun, and we got to share so many people's stories and we got to really dig into kind of the other side of the fair. And I think that was maybe one of the more rewarding things about going for as many days. As we did yeah and if you haven't listened to it like it's still you there. can enjoy it it's we're funny yeah. and there's good <laughs> stories so yeah it's podcast on a stick 12 days you can find it at podcast one or wherever you find your podcast i think it's still worth checking out yeah. i don't know that it's evergreen forever but if you like the state fair and what that state fair is like obviously harry smith did this morning you should check it out yeah we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna take a break uh we are sponsored by red cow and red rabbit red rabbit st paul is getting ready mm-hmm. we'll tell you more about that when we come back on the weekly dish hey everybody welcome back to weekly dish i'm steph march and a fine stuff march you are in and your orange scarf i'm stephanie hansen eater with stephanie's dish.com oh yeah there it is there it is put it out there girl Every time I done. say who I am to anybody or because I don't really have like, I'm weekly dish. Yeah. Um, I end up being the staple. <laughs> that was at a my talk. brilliant, brilliant moment. If you that haven't watched awesome. the video that's on our weekly dish show page <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, yeah, it's hilarious about what happens when you get introduced at KSTP as the my talk staple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks you hold things together sugar pie yeah okay so we're talking about back to school we're talking about back to reality we're talking about summer kind of shuffles here's the other thing jake and i went to the minnesota's largest candy store last night i'm gonna talk more about that later but uh we were beating our butts to get there before sunset because i had the yes. rooftop off and i was like oh my god that's dark at 8 p.m now yeah we <laughs> like, drove to is, i like i just realized that yep that is a whole new thing. We drove to Phil's Terra Hideaway last night yep. in the old TR6. That was my mom's car that I gave my husband for his 40th birthday. That was the gift that kept on giving because yep. he had to fix the entire thing. Yep. But 
we had our caps on and on the way home, I had a sweatshirt on with the hood up. It was cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's not, it, that's a, the, the change is real, which is good for me. I've been more psyched that that means that my house is not steaming hot and that I can cook things and the oven can be on and it can be pleasant. So yes, I made chili the second day. You know, I've already done chili. I've I or- made chili too. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> In the instant pot. Totally. I made mine on the stove because that was like, I wanted the smell. Like I was looking for that whole thing. Um, and so I've kind of been looking at the idea that, yeah, I've already had to pick the kid up from school. Like his, my mom has had to pick him up twice for staying after for certain things. And all of a sudden I'm like, right. Okay. Now and we, then we have a meal. Yeah. And I still eat late. We still eat late, like eating at eight or nine. We had our burgers last night at nine o'clock or nine 30, I think. And that's, you know, that's still something that that doesn't change for us. We're fine with eating late because he comes home from school and he eats something fourth meal yeah he eats fourth meal meredith and i were talking about that last weekend the snack situation and for him it's either whatever i made for dinner last Uh (laughs) the night before and then or you know like a like a hot dog or something like that yeah ellie always ate like a meal thing yeah at fourth meal yeah so and that was like to tide over until the nine o'clock dinner which is i think fine because then people get work done and homework and then we can sit down and hang out so I will say that I went to Epicurious.com. They have this great 105 back-to-school dinner recipes. And I'm going to put that on the Facebook page for you. 105 of those, I went through and saved like 20% of them. I was Wow, they I were know. that good? I was, And here's the deal. I'm so jaded and yeah. so over things. You would think, no way. When it's like where you have to go through the gallery. Oh, and I'm like, like chicken, Ugh. teriyaki, pasta, you know, whatever. I just, but I got to tell you, there were some really great things. Here's a thought. Hummus bowls with spiced beef and tomatoes. That like, is so weird that you just said that because here's what I made. <laughs> oh, that is so weird. Um, so we were talking about getting like back to cooking. Yeah, that's what this is, right? I have a cookbook that I got at our cookbook swap. Yeah. Called Dining In by Allison yeah. Roman. You got that there? I got it at the swap. Wow. And... It just was like a, it's a story and cook recipes. She's, like she's, yeah, we talked about her in the show before. I think so. Yeah. I made her crispy uh, chickpeas yeah. with ground lamb and it was on a bed of yogurt and like some greens, but it's just, it's, I don't know. It reminded me of the hummus bowl because so, it was like a yogurt bowl. Well, it's sort of interesting to think of. So when you go to Naf Naf, if you guys have ever gone to Naf Naf, which is a, a, a fast food sort of shawarma and falafel chain that's you know Mm -hmm. invaded minnesota um i like them for lunch like sometimes the girls and i pop down it's in my building and you can choose to have like hummus in your like instead of a meat bowl or a salad bowl you choose the hummus bowl and i don't know why i never thought that this would be a great idea just to do at home because i make hummus and hummus you guys is so easy to make it's just chickpeas and tahini you know and And olive oil and a little bit of lemon And so maybe we'll put up a recipe for that too. But so then uh, it's not like, oh, I don't have any on hand. So I just made a bunch of it. I can make a bunch. And I thought, put it in a bowl, but brown up some ground, you know, some spiced beef and then put tomatoes on top. That is a delicious looking thing. And it's got a lot of, it's got your protein. I always have to have protein in a thing because of Jake. You know, if I'm going to make it, I got to have some sort of meat product whatsoever. But that was interesting. And I thought that boded well. And then I thought, you know, they have like, Make ahead crispy chicken cutlets, which fine, whatever, you know, but that's a good idea. That's a thing. Um, 
Do you make meatballs and freeze them? So this is the thing. This is what I I don't freeze because I don't freeze because we eat everything. And I freeze You freeze. All. That's why we're the best <laughs> together. But literally, I don't because I, I batch, but I don't batch. I like the chili. I make three pounds of beef, you know, chili. And then I put we eat it. And then whatever. I make two containers of leftovers, yeah. one for the fridge and one for the freezer. Um, but I have to get better at batching some of this stuff. But uh, the meatball thing, I have decided that's got to be the way that I can get easy protein into the kid. Completely. In a quick minute. Completely. And here's what I've discovered. Last winter, do you remember I was making bolognese every Sunday? Like I was following the Stephanie Meyer, Eric Eastman plan of make bolo every Sunday and just perfecting it because it's that huge. It takes so long to do it right. Using never used beef. It's just chicken, ground chicken and turkey. Or I'm sorry, ground chicken and pork. In the mix because it's already so rich, you don't need beef. And I know you're kind of looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm giving you the weird face. It's so delicious, so delicious. Do you have a recipe? I do, and just... I'm going to put that bolo up. I'm going to I'm going to make it again this week and make sure that I have all the changes that I made to it. And then I'm going to put it up for next week. We're going to talk about it um, specifically about meat sauces and bolos because that is the thing I'm kind of thinking about. But the thing about it is, it made me think about that meat mixture, pork and chicken together and not using beef, it's just lighter. It just has more application. You can do the lemongrass, you know, meatballs like that. You can do, sure. you can do a lot of different spice mixtures that hold up better than beef kind of overwhelms it. And you just get that beefy flavor. Yep. And I think that the pork and the, the uh, chicken mix is just something completely different and awesome. Okay. Yeah. I, you kind of lost you me in? at pork and chicken. So you buy a little ground pork, Sausage, you know, one of those uh-huh. little like, like it's not sausage, it's just ground pork. Yep. And I buy it from um, it's a local thing at Lunds. It's the uh, God, I don't remember the name of it, but it's a local farm. Okay. And they have it in lo- that tube that looks like a torpedo. Oh, and then you're buying the ground chicken. And then the ground chicken. Got and it. I, I'm like thinking shredded chicken in no. my brain. No, 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 no. Exactly. Sh- no, okay. it's raw ground chicken and raw ground pork. Yeah, I think that would be. I mean, if you think about like a meatball, yeah, like a real traditional meatball is usually like. A venison and a pork and see, and I've never done those. I've never mixed the meats. Like I don't mix meats in my chili, and I don't mix meats oh, in the porks yeah. and the meatloafs. I've never. I'm that's a meat just, mixer. Yeah, I've just never. That's just never yeah. been what I've done. So I, I don't really have. It never that. occurred to me to meat mix in a sauce because you do it in a meatloaf or a meatballs yeah. all the time. Right. So isn't that fun? I just meatballs are like really easy to make on a Sunday afternoon. You can make two giant cookie sheets of them yeah so they're browned they're ready to go Mm -hmm. then you just put them in a freezer bag and then when you want like a hummus bowl yeah you just throw in some meatballs and then you add your fresh stuff yeah and that's i mean or pita sandwiches or subs whatever you could do whatever with it here's another thought this free form they call this free form chicken meatballs when i saw this i was like oh yeah they're saying sometimes shaping meatballs is too fussy for a weeknight meal you simply scattered the spice mixture you make it you blend all your spices into the meat and you kind of like spread it on a sheet pan and you roast it with carrots until everything is kind of golden brown and because it's a chicken mix it's not going to like leach out so much fat yeah and then you toss that with like a yogurt mixture yeah yeah isn't that good? I, I that yeah. like, like thinking, rethinking the way you think about plates and the way you think about what you can put on it. That dish I was telling you about that I made from that Allison Roman cookbook. Yeah. Here's something I'd never done before. It was eight minutes of a lot of olive oil, like four tablespoons and a can of chickpeas that I have to rinse off. What is the stuff called? Aquafaba. <laughs> Did you guys know Stephanie March <laughs> knows what the weird viscous juice is inside the chickpea can? All bean cans. And it's called aqua. 
aquafaba. Aquafaba. And it has like starch in it and people are using it to mix drinks and weird things. To make vegan cocktails, foamy vegan cocktails. And I was saying, I really hate the goo that the, she was like, the aquafaba. <laughs> that is, <laughs> that is a, a nerd moment. I admit. I was dying I laughing. And when I was rinsing the chickpeas, I was thinking about you the entire time. Yeah. Thinking this is valuable to someone. Anyway, <sighs> olive oil. Yeah. Put the chickpeas in and then you fry them. Oh, so I fried them for like eight minutes. Yeah. And what I got was then I scooped them out. I got like crispy chickpea for a bowl. Yummy. And Kurt was like, what are these crunchy things? Yeah. Those are the crispy chickpeas. Those are those are people obsess about that. Yeah. So what you know, you always read about people having those as like cocktail party snacks. Yeah. But why couldn't that be the crunchy part of your bowl? Right. With your hummus base yeah. and your, I mean, yum. Totally. Um, one more thing I was talking about is the idea of the lunch because I've had to suddenly make lunches and, you know, think like in those oh, terms. I know. Sigh. The lunch. The lunch. And the thought about it being, I work, you know, I only really go for like sandwich free lunch boxes, you know? So I'm putting up this link for this one kind of gave me a little idea. 10 nut-free, sandwich-free lunch boxes. Because you can't make a sandwich every day for the kid. You know no. what I mean? Like, that's just sort of horrifying. But also, the idea of we do these... I When I saw that they had some um, spring roll wraps in there, mm-hmm. that's what... Sometimes I do that, you know, and make those for them. And then sometimes, like, the roll-ups and things like that. So, just some ideas, some thoughts. And, you know, you have to work a little bit harder to think ahead for it. But... You know, throwing one or two in, don't make yourself not so much pressure, but one or two in a week is a good idea. And grain salads, because you can wrap those and you can serve it. Yeah. Then you can have it in a pita. Yeah. Then you can roll it in something. Right. Then you can use it as like the a green salad, but use it as like more on the top you or can decoration. You out of it. Yeah. You know, yum. fry an egg on it. So good. All right. There you go, guys. Just as far as the uh, change in eating and cooking, we are on it. So we're hoping to help you guys out. We're going to take a quick break, you guys. We come back. What are we got other stuff coming up? Some dribs and drabs. Some dribs and drabs. We'll be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Steph March. And we are here with you on this glorious Saturday. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate all the comments that we've gotten. And just in case you ever miss a show, you can always find it on the MyTalk 1071 show page. Or you can find it wherever you find your podcast. They are podcasting each hour of the show. And we have started doing a little bonus podcast every week. So Steph and I, each week, will give you a little bit extra content if you are a podcast follower. If you don't know how to follow a podcast, find your nearest someone under 20 years old and they will help you. <laughs> yes. Um, it's funny. You and I, I think we were at the State Fair talking to a woman about podcasting. So many women are podcasting. Yeah, there was a, we were talking to a couple and the guy, they were both over 50, I would say. And the guy was like, what do you mean a podcast? And she was like, oh no, I listen to you. It's fine. Yeah. I and have, she was just like, I've got it. I've got it all dialed in. It is so nice women like are, when you're running or yeah. just in your car, just for a change of pace. I think a lot of people too. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, and I think for women who are busy and, and do things like they orchestrate lives beyond their own. I'm not saying men don't. I'm just saying for the women who love podcasts, yep. you get to have it when you want it, when it fits in your life. Yeah. Instead of, I know a lot of people would love to listen to our show on Saturday mornings live, but the problem is like they're driving right now to soccer a soccer and yeah, or they're, whatever. you know, they're trying to get everybody else moving and it just doesn't work for their life. But that, so they figured out a way to make it work. I think I that's like great. it. Um, okay, so this is the part of the show 
where I try, I don't do it every week because I feel like it's a little random, but sometimes there's just like food news that fits nowhere, but I need to talk to you about it. And some of it is like weird studies. And so I just call it my dribs and drabs. So these are some of the food stories that throughout the summer, I was like, oh, I want to talk to Steph about this, but I'm not on the air with her this weekend. So I saved it for my drips and drabs. Let's do it. Okay. So here's the headline of this next article. And I will start out by saying, if you're a millennial, I'm sorry. I'm not dogging on you. The article is, and you guys get a bad rap. Young adults in air quotes, apathetic about food waste. So here's the study. Young adults, 18 to 24, waste more food than any other age group. But here's the kicker. They're also likely to believe the problem is completely out of their control. What does that mean? They, it is that they went from their parents' homes. A lot of these are college students where meals were provided to the university dining hall and then to planned meals and grocery where they're doing grab and go, right? So it gets time for them to kind of live on their own and to buy groceries and they waste so much because it's not like prepackaged in its little container, only the amount that they eat. And they don't know how to like utilize leftovers. They lack the cooking skills to repurpose something. Hmm. So they feel sad about it, but they they absolutely will tell you they have no control over it and don't know how to fix it. Hmm. I was like, where is home ec? Where is home ec in the world? Cut. Why don't we have like some people call it life skills, call it home ec, call it whatever. Like you need to know how to roast a chicken. You need to know how to make a budget. I was going to say balance your checkbook, but I don't care if that's the way it happens. But you need to know like money coming in, money coming out and how that works. Yeah, I agree. There's just like some you need to know how to make some eggs. Yeah, I I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about it in terms of like, you know, we're a cooking household, obviously. I mean, and you and I are both and I'm just our perspectives are different. So my kids all grow up, grew up cooking. Mine do, too. But I was just over the summer with a bunch of like mid uh, 20 to early 30s, Mm -hmm. people that are just like getting into their married lives. All of them talked about how much they blue apron. Wow. They all get blue apron and they use it like date night. Well, that's different, though. That's not. I but mean, they date, don't buy food. But date night is date night's date night, right? I mean, like cooking in date night is kind of the gateway. It's an activity. Yeah. yeah that. So but this makes sense in my estimation because you buy a blue apron or a HelloFresh or whatever, and it's all portioned out for you. There is no leftover, really. Right. No, I know that's. I know that's the thing. I. I don't love about it in a weird way. So one of them said, and I thought this was a good point. They were like, I know there's a lot of like packaged waste. But if I buy food and then I don't eat it, I'm wasting that way, too. So I can rationalize that at least I'm probably wasting less food using more packaging. See, and I think that's a mistake because at least food will be composted and not affect, you know, the world as hard as the packaging situation, which will overflow and you know, whatever. But I mean, that's all perspective, right? I do think that it's weird. I'm not against, because I obviously support the restaurant industry, and I love that you can find amazing food and quality food better than you can cook at home, maybe from a restaurant, and that's okay, too. I don't have those judgments on, you should cook at home. We just do. right? And if there is less food waste because you're eating out more than you're cooking at home, then that's a good thing, too. I don't... So it's very strange to me. Like, to me, the food waste issue is is... 
is funny because it's really, to me, it, the bigger impact isn't so much you and I throwing out the cauliflower that I never ended up cooking as much as it is entire restaurants prepping stuff and then not using it right. and then having to throw it away because of a standard. Right. That's to me is a bigger problem. Um, in terms of just the family meal too. And I just, every time I read this, I'm like reminded because I'll be honest, we weren't great at the family meal. At that point, I was really working a lot. We only have one child. So it became kind of her and her dad eating together a lot. Yeah. And then I would do like the big Sunday night dinner and we would cook more on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, for those of you that are just getting back into your like fall routine, family meals just are so beneficial in lots of ways. Yeah. You teach your kids how to eat. You consume more fruits and vegetables, more vitamins. Teens are less likely to be obese, more likely to eat healthy when they're on their own. There's a connection between reduction of symptoms and medical disorders, such as asthma, like real science about having had a family meal and how that impacts your family. Also, mental health tends to be better. Drug addiction tends to be less. Like they just pile on all of these facts about why family meals are important. Right. So if you're not a family meal person, I guess my advice to you may be to try to do one or two. Some is better than none. You know, the funny thing is my family has morphed just like everybody else's, but mine has morphed a lot in terms of the way that we, you know, interact as a family. And that happens when you have multiple kids, multiple generations. And Mm -hmm. then so like when we had all the kids at home, when Megan was a senior in high school and everybody was in school and Jake was like five, you know, we all sat down and we were all there. And it was like cooking for a mass of people sort of makes it so that you it's just easier to have it all like sitting together. If I'm cooking. I'm not cooking one thing for You're every not a person. Short order cook, right? No, and so I'm going to make a big bowl of pasta, and we're all going to sit and eat it out of the same bowl together. But then, as they all started to leave, all of a sudden, not six people, then five people, then four people. Now, Jake and I were down to two people, but we still eat together. And I think that that's the thing. Like, we cook. You know, I start cooking. He comes up. He sets the music. You know, we play, he has the, the, the dinner list going and then I say, Hey, go grab the, go turn on the grill and you can chop these while I'm doing this. And it's, it's not like there's, you know, it's just sort of hanging. And even if we're not sitting at a table together at the end, we eat it, we eat it while we maybe watch Colbert from the night before or something. But that's what I want to say is like your dinner time is more important than the actual, don't stress yourself out about like, well, we don't sit sit at the table and we don't have these three things and we don't have, my husband's not here. So does that count? The point is the time. I think too, like we've talked about people that have, involve their kids in the preparation of the cooking of the food. Yeah. That is so, if you can do that, when I go like with my nieces, they like nothing. They basically don't want to eat anything other than candy and donuts. Yeah. (laughs) But when I involve them in the cooking, I don't make them eat the stuff. I'm like, you have to try what we made. Yeah. Like just that they're like helping to cook it. They're so much more interested in just the general food. Yeah. They always laugh too. They're like, oh, Steffi, you always make us eat the weird stuff. Yeah. But they do it because they know the expectation is that Steffi makes them eat the weird stuff. Yeah. And that's the beginning. Yeah. Like just the beginning. And those kids are young. And that's the other thing I would caution is don't worry that if your kid is in a phase of food, that that's it. Like it's over. Oh, no. I've heard people who are so anxious about, oh, my kid doesn't eat any vegetables. I'm like, well, there are chances that as they become an adult, they will feel weird about not eating vegetables and they will try vegetables. You know, what's funny about that too is because I have a lot of dinner parties and Casey Bargini, Lori's husband came to my house once and I served Brussels sprouts 
And he was just aghast that someone was serving Brussels sprouts at a dinner party and then he ate them. Yeah. And he was like, wow. Wait, these are not what I thought they He's were. He's like, these are, I hated Brussels sprouts when I was a kid. I was like, have you not had Brussels sprouts as a grown up? Yeah. And then uh, it happened like, again this last week. the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, I made beets. And my friend's husband was like, well, I don't really eat beets. I was like, well, they're already in your salad. Can you, I mean, they're already in there. Mm, He's like, true. they're in the salad? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> they're in there with some quinoa and some goat cheese. But yeah, they're in there. It's like, oh, they're not bad. They're kind of sweet. It just, know. you know, the things that you like rule out of your list. The history of your life. Yeah. Is and then of, you like reintroduce it. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad. Well, and things, I mean, my God, my mom used to kill Brussels sprouts. I never, they, you know, I mean that nobody thought about back then when we were kids, you know, it was just like cook them and she cooked them like you she knew them from her. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and within an inch of their life. And I was like, what is the stink cabbage coming out of there? No way am I eating that. The but, stink cabbage. Oh, like her liver. She would make liver and oh. I would be like, get out of here with that. Now I'm like, ooh. Ooh, let's make some let's, let's have liver let somebody do that you know all right my final dribs and drabs and if you feel like you want gordon ramsay yelling at you for the rest <laughs> of your career then there's an open call for master chef today from 10 to 6 at the hilton in minneapolis 1001 marquette avenue again if you feel like you want gordon ramsay shouting at you for the rest of it you should go check that out hard pass yeah yeah, I'm. You know, I'm interested in it. You I would never go. do it. You should I, go. You could because you are. I think you could. Yeah. If he yelled at me, Stephanie, I would turn around and yell back. And I don't think that would be good television. I would be TV. the crazy person. Yeah. I don't want to be any more crazy than I already am. Hmm. And with that, with that, we're going to take a break. We are getting to the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. That is where we take your call-ins live on air. 651-641-1071 if you want to call and comment about something or you have a question for us or you need to know where to eat tonight or you have a kid that only will eat hot dogs. 651-641-1071. We are here for you. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are at the Ask Stephanie portion of the show or the Ask Stephs. S-T-E-P-H apostrophe S, apparently. No apostrophe. I got schooled on my apostrophe no usage. No apostrophe. Can you believe I was an English major, too? You were not. I was. I was. Not great at it, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to sit here. 651-641-1071. I know, like, S-T-E-P-H apostrophe S is like we're owning something. Mm-hmm. But what is the use of S-T-E-P-H-S apostrophe? Where that, it's after. Where it would be the both of us owning it together. The multiple people owning something. Oh, so that would be right. But you just, no, because you were saying join the Stephs. We were just plural. So okay. you just want to There's no apostrophe in I plurals. Don't, there's something, and it's not It's not just you. Like, I'm not just feeling to be, picked on. Go good. ahead. Just to be clear, it is a weird thing in our society where people feel they like if they want to say more than one thing, they have to put an apostrophe S. I yeah. don't know where... That came from in our national psyche, but that is a weird, I mean, like when we're talking about, I don't know if you guys saw, but Webster Dictionary added the word guac to the dictionary. Oh, I did not see that. They added a whole bunch of new words and guac was one of them. That seems wrong. Okay. This is what I wanted to do with you. G-U-A-C, guac. Guac for guacamole. It's a short version. 651-641-1071 if you want to call in with a question while we digress and discuss Webster Dictionary words. Uh, yes. Guac is not a word. It's an abbreviation. Well, how many times have you used the word scuba? Oh, quite a bit. Okay, that's an abbreviation. You know that, right? Of scuba diver. Nope. Or scuba diving. <laughs> Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Okay. So. But that's different. Well, 
guac isn't like short for anything other than guacamole. Um, no, but I mean, I guess the point is, I'm now I'm trying to think of the other words that we use that are short. NASA. Right. Well, and those are all anagrams. Yeah. Right. Or not a- anagrams. Acronyms. Acronyms. Thank you. Um, <laughs> as we're totally getting into this whole thing. We do uh, have a call. I know. Good. <laughs> Hope he's just getting it put together. So. Um, but here's the thing. What I want to say, language is fluid and it has always been fluid. And the word soft in middle English is soft. So like. Don't ever think that just because we things are changing in the language that it's dying or it's or we're ruining everything and that the empire is falling. I'm just going to go on record now and say if Webster ever adds the word bigly to the dictionary, it's there. The world is falling apart. It's there. Stop. That, I think even. that was maybe it wasn't that one, but it was something added their new list. Just was, I'm going to find it. Take the call. Okay. Uh, she probably didn't want to go on the air. And by the way, when you call and you say, I don't really want to go on the air. Why? Because we're nice people. You should want to talk to us. 651. Hi, Hope. <laughs> it wasn't a foodie question. She okay. was just agreeing on some of your English. Language. Our English usage yes. or lack of usage. 651 <laughs> Here are the words. Ready? Okay. Um, They are. So, oh gosh, where is it? Well, things like. If beer is your thing, hophead uh, is in there to taste a flight. Flight is in there now. Uh, so the portman to okay zoodles, yeah. mocktail, yeah. So and and hangry. Okay, that's weird. Those are but portmanteaus. That is a real those thing. are those are words that have been snooched together because of a thing, right? So then um, there are also serious words that are an indication of terms that have been increasingly used in recent years. Food bank, tent city. Self-harm. Yeah. Those are in there now. Recent terms of identities, Generation Z is in there. Okay. Um, and then bingeable. Urgh. Bingeable. This is bingeable. This is, I'm waiting for Instagram worthy, but. Uh, Insta worthy. But there are some that are in there that you, <laughs> adorbs. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite words. It's so adorbs. Christy, you're so adorbs and you have a call. Bougie. Yes. <laughs> You're not bougie. We don't know that you're bougie. Hi, Christy. What's your uh, question? Hi. I'm laughing that when they put me on hold, all I'm hearing is Steph list a whole bunch of words. <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm just going so, bougie. <laughs> and I might be. Oh, I, we all are. <laughs> it's fine. I have a brand new, since Amazon Prime Day in July, never used Instapot. And all right. I have chicken thighs in my freezer that should get used what could i do that might be my first instapot use with chicken thighs okay well, first of all yeah we are we are gonna have a segment in the next hour so stay tuned for sure oh, to listen to okay. that i'm sorry nope it's good but i would just say that you know what the thing with well here's my feeling with chicken thighs uh, is that they're the best way to do them is actually not in the instant pot because the fact that they okay. are a fattier, you know, part of the bird and that they have that beautiful skin on them, their best treatment is in a skillet and doing like a slow, really good hot cook on it. Yeah, with the skin side down. Yep. 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 And okay. then flip it. That's your that's your best, I think, for chicken thighs, personally. But okay. we are going to do a bunch of Instant Pot stuff ch- chatter. And one of the things is, of course, the best fact is that you can take frozen chicken and just stick it in the Instant Pot. It, they're going to become a little flabby, you know, for the thighs. Okay. And I think you want to keep that integrity. So I would stick with the chicken breasts in there. I would. Um, I do make chicken thighs in my Instant Pot. Do you? I put the saute on and I skin side down with coconut oil. Yeah. 
And then I add coconut milk and a can of tomatoes and curry powder and sometimes carrots, like whatever vegetables I have, onions for sure, a ton of them. And I make a little like chicken curry. Okay, that would be great. Does the skin get flabby though? Too, I think. Um, it does get a little flabby um, because I don't mind flabby thighs. I walk around with two of them every day. So. <laughs> and I'll be honest, if I'm cooking in my chicken, if I'm cooking this dish in my instant pot, I usually will use um, boned thighs, just okay. because then I can just shred the meat easier into the curry. But um, I and having it over rice, it's a pretty delicious meal. Okay, well, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Gals. Christy. Thanks. Um, we will go ahead and take Sue's question. And Mary, hold on. We'll get to you after the break. Sue, what is your question? Well, I'm going to be going to the Jesse James Day today. Yes. And I want to know where to eat in Northfield. And also, I'd like you guys to address in your show every week something about cheap restaurants that are good south of the river <laughs> okay we, we are on a limited budget like so many people who who are retired yep so. yeah right. it's tough it's Thank definitely tough uh i will tell you that one of my favorite places south in northfield is called smokehouse and it's s-m-o-q-u-e space house and it's a great little barbecue joint that is a sandwich shop and it's a great, it's affordable. You walk in, you kind of like, it's very sweet and cute. And you pick it up, you get your good barbecue sandwich and you go. All right. And cheap eats as a future um, topic is a good one. So we'll take that under advisement, Sue. And Mary, if you want to hold on, we'll take your question after the break.